Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power. Corrupts. Absolutely. Let's go. Ain't no room for hesitation up in here. It's time to leave it on the field. Because it's game time. It's time to make your hard work pay off. Make your mom and dad proud. Make your opponent pay the price. It's time to step up and get it done, son. You go hard or you go home. From the first whistle to the last. Bring it all day, every play. Because you know your boys are going to put on the line for you. They got your back, so you better have theirs. This is about the team. It's about pride. It's about who's the hungriest. So what's it going to be, man? You going to leave it on the field or you going to leave it inside? You going to leave it or something in your tank or are you going to do what champions do? Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to that witching hour on Sunday morning. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're sitting down, jumping on your radio, I mean, jumping on your computer, your laptop, your tablet, or whatever you're listening to, it's the master plan. I am JT, a.k.a. the master, and the number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's a place to be. If you want to talk to JT, the master, and you know that would be me. Got a great show in store for you today. Week 14 in the NFL. And week 14 means it's the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs? I'm just hoping we can win a game. Playoffs? Yes, I'm talking about playoffs, people. And hopefully throughout the season with the information that I have given to you, hopefully it has been helpful to you to get you to this point where you are sitting pretty with a chance, and that's all you need is a chance. Doesn't make a difference what your record is. If you're undefeated, if you 12 and one, 11 and two, uh, 10 and uh, four, or I mean 10 and three, nine and four, eight and five, or whatever your record is, as long as you get into the playoffs, you got to be in it to win it. Okay, even if you you're six and seven and you're the eighth seed. Don't mean squat right now to, to, to anybody else in there because all you have to do is win three games. All you have to do is win three games. And you, and, and you will be that champion of your, whatever league you're in. So it, it may feel good to somebody who's 12-1, and one, like I am in one league, or someone that's, that's got a very great record, a real good great, great record in your league. You can pump your chest out. Oh, look at my record. But it don't mean squat in the playoffs. Because it's one and done. If you lose, you're out. You can't go on to the next week. Well, you can, but you're not going to be in the playoffs. 
You, you still can play, but you're not going to be in the playoffs until the end of the season. So it's all about what you can do or what have you done for me lately. That's what the bottom line is. Lately is this week. One game's been played. Some of the disappointments have been made already. Those who played Amari Cooper, disappointment. Those who played Spencer Ware, disappointment. Those who played Travis Kelly are rejoicing because he, he balled out. He balled out. And that's probably the only one I can think of from that game that gave you any kind of good fantasy points. Now, you got Spencer Ware in the PPR, you got a little over seven points. If you had happened to play in a kind of data, but some people probably did play Charkandry Quest, who vultured a touchdown from Spencer Ware, he got a little over six points because he didn't do much else other than score the touchdown. Uh, Amari Cooper uh, maybe got 60 yards, if that, 40 yards, and a, and a, and a, and a couple, couple of receptions. He got six or seven points. And, and, and that's in the PPR. If it's standard, then he gave him less than that. Same with Michael Crabtree. So, and, and, and Derek Carr, uh, he's, still, he's still sitting on a milk carton somewhere. He's a missing person because he didn't show up. He didn't show up. He's still missing. They're still looking for Derek Carr. And, and, and you know what? Alex Smith doesn't bring that much to the, to the table. I think he probably outscored Derek Carter in that game. Strong possibility. There wasn't a lot of fantasy goodness this past Thursday, except for, like I said, Travis Kelsey is the one that um, really bought out for Kelsey owners. But all fantasy points count, regardless of who you had in the lineup from that game. They all count, and hopefully, with the addition of the other players that are going to be playing today, and on Monday Night Football, can help push you to that second round that is, 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 is one step closer to your ultimate goal. And that's, it's that ring. It's that belt. It's that trophy. It's money that you want. Or all three, whatever, whatever combination that you have. Whether you have a belt and money, whether you have a trophy and money, or whether you just have uh, uh, um, the glory of being the champion of your league. Whatever it is, that's what your ultimate goal should be. Why even play the game if you're not trying to get to, to the champion, uh, to be a champion? You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, with what I've t- said and laid down to you for the last 14 weeks, including the preseason, including during the summer I've been talking about, that you've taken some of my advice and it's positive, uh, uh, it give you some positive results, and you're sitting here of your fantasy football playoffs. Some leagues go, start their um, fantasy playoffs next week, and are, this is the last push for those uh, leagues to get a, uh, a spot in the playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Yes, we're talking playoffs. And the games, it's full slate of games. There is no more buys, people. Thank God for that. No more buys, no more excuses that I don't have a full roster and, and I can't uh, field a good team. There's a, plenty of players out there that you can push out on, on uh, from the waiver wire. And hopefully, hopefully you pick them up. 
I've told you about Ladarius Green, and he balled out. I, I'm telling you, people, you got to listen to what I'm telling you. I was way ahead of the experts, way ahead of the so-called experts talking about Ladarius Green. Way ahead of them. Melvin Gordon in, the, in, in your drafts. I told you about Melvin Gordon way ahead of all the experts. It's documented way ahead of all the experts. I, I, I told you about them, these players, other players throughout the league. Tyree Hill, I told you about Tyreek Hill before. Uh, not Tyreek, Tyrell Hill from uh, Tyrell Williams, I should say, from um, uh, um, San Diego. Told you about him a long time ago. Now he's on he's on the fantasy radar. He's been on it for a few weeks, but I told you a long time ago. Hopefully. To me when you said pick up Malcolm Mitchell. Hopefully he did that. He, he's been balling out, people. Hopefully I can bring you some more. Some more money. That's what we're talking about. Money. M-O-N-E-Y. Pronounce it money. Okay? So let's get to it. And, 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 and get that ever-elusive win in the fantasy playoffs. And, and so you can move on to the uh, uh, semifinal round and, and uh, um, get that championship. Now, I, I've always said this, and, and, it, and it has a lot to do with how, how things go for your season. And I'll say it again. You got to be, be able to put your players in the right position, and you got to have a little luck. When luck by mean that your players, once you put them in a position to uh, the best best lineup that you feel uh, that you can uh, push out week to week, that they stay healthy, that they don't get hurt, like Adrian Peterson, like a Jamal Charles, like um, other players that that have gone down by the wayside, um, name players that have gone down by the wayside. Keenan Allen went down early. Uh, like uh, Danny Woodhead went down early and even made Melvin Gordon explode, even though I think he would have exploded anyway. Because it, he, he was definitely in line for that. Um, and other name players that went down, maybe some of them have come back from in- injuries. Some of them are still not there. A.J. Green. I mean, people had A.J. Green, and he was balling out before he got hurt. So even though you could put a, the best lineup out there, you got to have a little luck. Got to have a little luck, just like in real life, in real NFL teams, um, they can put their best players out there. But you got to have a little luck that they um, come out whatever matchup game that they have healthy, so they can move on to the next one. Not not that nicked up because quite naturally, real football they get nicked up, um, and they sometimes they have a quick time to recover if it, if it's a Sunday night game or Sunday game, and they have to play on Thursday Thursday night. Or it's just week to week. It's a it's a contact sport, and depending on what position they play, more contact is it, it, they have more contact than others, um, in their in their respective positions, and uh, quite naturally, the recovery time is is five or six days. Some don't, some do. All right, let's get to it. Enough of my BSing around here. All right, the first game that we're going to talk about is that it's going to be snowy two to three inches, two to three inches, at least in snow in, in um, lovely 
Buffalo. And we have this is this is a heck of a heck of a game to watch. We got two um prolific running backs, Le'Veon Bell and a very underrated and, and not by me, underrated running back in LaShawn McCoy. Now he got two uh he got two um touchdowns or a touchdown vultured from two touchdowns vultured from last week Mike Gillisey and and supposes the word on the street is that um the OC from Buffalo says that Mike Gillisey is the is the um goal line back but you got to play McCoy that I mean that's a no-brainer no-brainer without a shadow of a doubt I don't care how well Pittsburgh's been playing uh, of late uh, against the run. Um, they're 26th against the run overall, preventing fantasy points, even though they have been playing a run better. And their best run stopper is not in the game. He won't be there today. That's even one positive thing for Shady. They're eighth against the quarterback, sixth against the wide receiver, and the 17th against the tight end and preventing fantasy points. That's Pittsburgh. Okay? But... And I know Ben Roethlisberger is is not a, a a very good guy, a very good quarterback on the road. But you play Shady McCoy, okay? Um, for those who like to be uh, be on a risky side, and this was a big a big risk because he was up in the air whether he was going to play or not. That's Sammy Watkins, and that's very high risk and high reward. I don't know if you want to take that chance in the fantasy playoffs in the first round or in the fantasy playoffs, unless you know he's completely healthy, which he's not, which he's not. Well, on the other side, Big Ben. <laughs> he has not thrown for more than 264 yards in any of the last five road games. But how can you sit Big Ben? If if you don't have a better choice, you got to play Big Ben. It's going to be inclement weather. I'm telling you right now, it's supposed to be snowy. Temperatures t- temperatures going to be about uh, 25 degrees, uh, and it's supposed to be well, snowing. Okay. Um, D'Angelo Williams is a game time decision. Um, Randy Book Bullock is is filling in for Chris Boswell because he's uh, uh, um, he's injured. Uh, Robert Woods and Charles expected to return this week, but Percy Harvin, who really, really didn't warrant any kind of fantasy relevance, uh, was placed on IR ending his season, which really never started in the first place. But you got to play Big Ben um, because the the potential for uh, um, big play from A.B. Antonio Brown (laughs) – You don't have no idea what's going on around me here, uh, people. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Le'Veon Bell and A.B. are two different – the two B's, all right? Bell and Brown are much starts. And if I say so myself, I I told you about this, boy, and I I, I take pride in in bringing uh, players to the limelight way ahead of the so-called experts. Ladarius Green, he balled out last week. With six catches for 110 yards and a, and a touchdown against the Giants. Now, 
watched or you've been paying attention to what I've been saying. Uh, he came back three or four weeks ago, and, and each week his snap count has increased. Each week his participation in the passing game has increased uh, with the culmination of what happened last week. I expect Big Ben, because they've been looking for a third option in the passing game in Pittsburgh because the wide receivers haven't, haven't panned out, that Darius Green is definitely an option, even though, even though Buffalo is, is 10th against the tight end, 10th against the wide receiver, 16th against the running back, and 12th against the quarterback position. So Buffalo's defense is a pretty stout defense. They're, they're, within, the, they're within the top 10 in, most categ- in two categories and within top, top 16 in the other two. So this is not going to be a cakewalk, and, and it's, this is probably going to be a running game or a conservative type of game in the snow on the road for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I like all four of those options I gave you in Pittsburgh. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ladarius Green, without a shadow of doubt. Those, in my opinion, some people say that Ladarius Green is not a good play. I say he's a good every day, all day, and twice on Sunday, which today is, play. Sometimes you just got to feel it. And, and, and I feel that in San Diego, who's going up at Carolina, which it, 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 to me is probably going to be a high-scoring game uh, playing in Carolina. Um, let me get there. Let me get there, people, and tell you what the weather is going to be in Carolina. Temperature is supposed to be about 43 degrees and clear. So it's, it's good football weather. Let me put it that way. It's not too hot, not too cold, and very little humidity, if any. So it, this is going to be good football weather. Now, San Diego is traveling across the country to Carolina, and it's a 1 o'clock game. So that's 10 o'clock for uh, um, people from the West Coast. But I'm saying this is going to be a shootout. In my opinion, I think this is going to be a shootout. You play Philip Rivers. You play Philip Rivers. You know why you play Philip Rivers? Don't I don't hesitate to play Philip Rivers. Of course, Sandy uh, Carolina is twenty eighth against the quarterback, thirteenth against the running back, thirtieth against the wide receiver, and twenty ninth against the tight end. So you play Philip Rivers. Melvin Gordon is a no brainer. You play Antonio Gates, and you play the two wide receivers. If you have either one of these guys, you play them, meaning Dontrell Inman or Tyrell Williams, out of shadow of a doubt. There's a lot of fantasy goodness from the San Diego Chargers, and I just named them all. Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Dontrell Inman, and Tyrell Williams, and the tight end Antonio Gates. Play them. They're going to be uh, um, going to benefit you today. On the other side, now, let me, let me tell you something. I mean, San Diego's defense is not that bad. They're right in the middle of the pack, 19th against the quarterback. Their weakness is, is the running back, 30th against the running back, 11th against the wide receiver, and 18th against the tight end position is what 
um, San Diego is to uh, to defend um, against Carolina Panthers. Uh, Cam, Cam Newton's a de- definite play here. Jonathan Stewart, I absolutely love Jonathan Stewart in, in this matchup. As long as they give him decent uh, opportunities, he's going to should be able to ball out against the thirtieth against uh, fantasy uh, fantasy points against the running back. Uh, there's, a, there's another player. Remember, I told you about the, the guy on the milk carton missing person, um, Kelvin Benjamin. Very inconsistent, um, and I call him out if no one else will. I think he's a lazy wide receiver. I think he's lazy. Uh, uh, you know, or, or or he's he's injured more than most people uh, outside of the organization know, because it seems like he's really not committed to running his routes the way he's supposed to be, and, and making an effort to get get the football as as much as he should be. But but if you're lacking in wide receivers, which I hopefully you're not, uh, and he you thinking he going up against a, a defense that is pretty good against the wide receiver. You play Calvin Benjamin. Uh, I wouldn't trust him. If I anything, I would put him in a flex. He's a, he's a flex, a wide receiver, 3-4 with some upside. Let me put it that way. Uh, and and you, you drafted this guy high. He probably was drafted as the second or third tight end in your fantasy draft. So you got to play him. Uh, Greg Olson, who hasn't been doing much of anything over the last six weeks. He's only scored once and averaged only 35 yards. So if in in standard, that's three points a game. And if and if he if it, if he's caught three or four receptions with those three, 35 yards, that's only six points in PPR. Like I said, he's only scored once in the last six weeks. So he's been like a, a, another guy that's been on that uh, milk carton. All right, let's move on to the next game sitting out there at one o'clock. A lot of good games on. A lot, a lot of good, um, high, high, competitive games. Denver at Tennessee, forty-five degrees, partly cloudy with some wind. Uh, Trevor Simeon for those who are Demetrius Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders owners. Um, you are looking for this type of news. Hopefully he can um, stay in the whole game because he's dealing with a foot foot issue, and uh, uh, because uh, Paxton Lynch, who started his uh, second game um, last week, was very ineffective, and it, it uh, hurt Demetrius Thomas and Emmanuel Samuels owners greatly. And um, so Trevor Simeon is supposed to play. Um, against that Tennessee defense in Tennessee, even though now both these teams are, well, you know how, how good Denver is on the defensive side of the ball. Tennessee is 27th against the quarterback, 6th against the running back, 29th and 20th against the wide receiver and tight end position respectively. But they've been playing better. Um, against the run than they are against the pass. They're giving up two to three passing scores in almost every game, along with some nice uh, um, yardage. Like I said, they're very good good against the 
the um, run at home, uh, even though they haven't faced many top backs. But Devontae Booker has been averaging, like, what, three yards a carry or something like that over the last few weeks ever since he took over the starting job. He hasn't been balling out like most people thought he would. Um, and it looks like that Justin Forsett, who was just signed to the team, who uh, Gary Kubiak is very familiar with, is um, going to vulture some, vulture some carries. So Devontae Booker, uh, owners, are um, t- you got to temper your expectations because it looks like um, it's going to be a running back by committee or a hot hand, let me put it that way. And uh, and uh, Justin Forsett can catch the ball out of the backfield. I'm extremely familiar with Gary Kubiak's um, offense. Extremely. He played for him in in Baltimore, and uh, and uh, he was at one time in. Um, thought I think he was in. Maybe he wasn't in uh, um, Houston also, but. Neither here nor there. So you play. You got to play. Um, Devontae Booker. But temporary, uh, you got to play Devontae Booker because uh, um, but temper your expectations because Tennessee, that's what they do best. Stop the run. Okay? Um, as long as Trevor Simeon is play, and you probably still have to play him. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are, are definite plays here on the other side of the ball. Now, you know the Denver defense. You know the no-fly zone. The top against the quarterback, top against the wide receiver, 14th against the tight end, and 23rd in the running back. Um, and that's the key because what Denver do, does, does – uh, what, what, what weakness Denver has is what Tennessee does the best, and that's run the football. So – DeMarco Murray, no-brainer. He should have he should have a very good game today. Delaney Walker, who is uh, who's been the target monster over the last two seasons uh, for the Tennessee Titans, whether it's been Marcus Mariota or whoever, is is still a security blanket for Marcus Mariota and. Especially in PPR, and I think he'll succeed even in um, standard of uh, getting quality touches, uh, 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 targets, I should say. Targets equal opportunities, which equal, in my opinion, um, receptions for someone like Delaney Walker. And uh, I think he gets a trip into the end zone. Those options. All right, let's move on to the next game that we have. And that would be the Washington Redskins clutching, clutching to playoff hopes against the Philadelphia Eagles, whose playoff hopes has been dashed. Playing in Philly. And uh, 38 degrees and mostly cloudy. Uh, Jordan Reed is expected back, which is a welcoming uh, uh, something that um, Kirk Cousins welcomes, loves thrown to the tight end, loves thrown to Jordan, an athletic t- 
tight end like Jordan Reed. So that's going to, going to add to one of the top offenses in the league. And, and, and Philly has been um, hasn't hasn't been the same for a while in the, on the offensive side of the ball. So you play Kirk Cousins. He, he to me he's he's a uh, he had 263 yards passing and two touchdowns at at home in, in Washington against the Eagles. I think he can. I can think he can build on that. I think he can do better than that. So you, Kirk Cousins is a definite play here. Um, for those who want to know, um, Philly is 13th, 9th, 21st, and 20. And 20. Let me try this again. Philly is 13th against the quarterback, 9th against the running back, 21st against the wide receiver, and second against the tight end in preventing fantasy points. But Kirk Cousins, I, I, I love Kirk Cousins in this game. Um, it's a heated rivalry. Um, other than last last week when Kirk Cousins only managed 271 yards and one score in Arizona, that's one of his worst efforts, um, even though he did run in one for a score. So he had two touchdowns, one passing and one running. Um, I, I love Kirk Cousins in this. Uh, Robert Kelly. Like I said, it's going up against a team that's ninth against running back position. Um, uh, he's an RB2 for me, to tell you the truth. Uh, besides uh, Jordan Reed that they love throwing to, I absolutely love uh, Pierre Gosson in here. And um, the little water bug, I shouldn't call him a water bug, but a guy that's a slot receiver that's really, really come on this year. Uh, and a lot of people have picked him up and used him, and he's been uh, balling out. Uh, Jim, Jamison Crowder, good play. Good play, in my opinion. On the other side of the ball, oh, Zach Ertz. Ertz has been running wild in the middle of the field. Best friend, I keep telling this, you people, keep telling you, if you have a capable tight end, in a somewhat passing offense, especially West Coast offense, and it's a young quarterback, whether it's a first-year quarterback, second- or third-year quarterback, and you have a tight end that's capable of catching passes like Zach Ertz, it's absolutely fantasy gold, especially in PPR, and Zach Ertz is fantasy gold here against Washington. It's 15th, 23rd preventing Fantasy points against the tight end position. 16th against the quarterback, 28th against the running back, 15th against the wide receiver. So they're average to worse than average, depending on what position. Running back and tight end, they're worse than average in preventing fantasy points. So I don't like too many players from Philly, but I do love Zach Ertz. And um, he. You don't know in Philly who's going to get the lion's share of of touches in in the backfield from week to week. And Ryan Matthews and Jordan Matthews are expected to play today. All right, let's move on to the next uh, lineup for 1 o'clock. That's Arizona at Miami. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are Carson Palmer distractors or those who don't like Carson Palmer. 
or his play, I should say. Not per, don't like it personally, but don't like his play. Miami's about 79 degrees, warm weather. These two warm weather teams anyway, with a 40% chance of light rain and windy. Um, but I love Carson Palmer in here. Look what, look what um, Colin Kaepernick did to um, Miami when he played him. Look what the, um, Kirk Cousins. Excuse me, not Kirk Cousins. Look what um, Joe Flacco did to uh, the Miami Dolphins. Now we have Kirk, uh, excuse me, you have Kurt, uh, Carson, excuse me, Carson Palmer, who I'm thinking is going to throw for over 250 yards, a couple of touchdowns. It's a no-brainer running back that they have because they use him in the passing game also, and that's David um, David Johnson and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And, and the guy that people haven't been picking up on, including, including myself, that's been involved in the passing game, and this is an anomaly. I should say, yeah, it's an anomaly this year because it hasn't happened in years past that a Bruce Arians offense – has used the tight end to be any kind of uh, relevant in the offense, especially in fantasy. But Jermaine Gresham has gained over three, 30 yards in each of the last four games, scored in the last road game, and still ended up with 52, 52 yards of five receptions last week. So he had a very good 52 yards for five receptions and his touchdown out of a Arizona Cardinal tight end is monster numbers. That, and that, that, I'm telling you, that's monster numbers. And Miami, 22nd against the quarterback, 12th against the running back, 16th against the wide receiver, and 25th against the tight end position. If you're stuck with, that, with a Gronkless roster and you're looking for a tight end, Jermaine Gresham is a good play for you. Larry Fitzgerald is a decent play. Uh, I would give him wide receiver two, three, somewhere around there. And I don't have to tell David Johnson um, owners to play David Johnson because that's a no-brainer in my opinion. No-brainer in my opinion. All right, on the other side of the ball, the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill of the Miami Dolphins is who we, who we thought he was not a very good quarterback. I said it before a few weeks ago, a person, my brother, uh, lambasted me because I got on his quarterback saying he sucked and he does suck. And it was obvious, um, over the last two weeks and for the most part of the year that he is not a very good quarterback. Nothing against the Miami Dolphins, just against the player. He sucks. I would not play Ryan Tannehill in this game. Not against this defense. I don't care if he's playing home. Don't care if he's playing home. I don't think Jay Ajay is going to have a good game. Let me tell you about Arizona's defense. Seventh against the quarterback. First against the running back. Thirteenth against the wide receiver. And first against the tight end. They more or less shut your offense down. And you don't have a prolific offense in the first place. So what's going to happen to the Miami Dolphins in this game? Uh, don't play Ryan Tannehill. 
I don't think he, he if, if he throw for 200 yards, I'd be surprised. He may get one touchdown on it out of it, but fantasy points really won't be that relevant to you that you would want to play him in your fantasy playoffs for the first round. No way. For those who are been strapped in trying to get decent running backs from week to week, you probably have J.H.I. as one of your starting running backs, and you probably have to use him. Temper your expectations because I don't see J.I.J. because we know what kind of offense Miami has. They're going to rely on a run and limit the amount of mistakes Ryan Tannehill can make. So they're going to run the football, try to play conservative, uh, running the football, and play good defense. Well, that only works if you're ahead and not behind. And I think Miami's going to be playing from behind against this Arizona de- offense. So Jay is going to run the football, but I don't think he's going to run that effectively. But you have to play him because you're probably strapped for running backs. So you play Jay Ajayi. How's that? Bottom line. Um, who to play in the, in the passing game? Uh, you know, I played Jar- Jarvis Landry in PPR. In standard, I would not play Jarvis Landry because I don't think he's going to accumulate that much yardage or get a trip into the end zone to have you warrant playing Jarvis Landry when you can have better options. And that also goes for, for Devontae Parker. I think, I think Tyron Matthews is not playing, if I'm not mistaken. So Devontae Parker probably has a better shot of getting into the end zone because the fact is that um, uh, Tyran Matthew, one of the safeties uh, for Arizona, may not be is out. I think he's I think he's going to be out. And uh, uh, Devontae Parker, big play guy, along with Kenny Stills, but I don't like Kenny Stills in this game. Um, has a shot to get in to get that one touchdown. Ryan Tannehill may throw. All right, so let's move on. To the next one o'clock game, and that would be, and that would be. Uh, do we really have to talk about this? Yes, because it's fantasy relevant. It's Minnesota at Jacksonville. Minnesota, that who's been up and down, and Sam Bradford, who is not what they thought he was going to be when they first got there in Jacksonville, with a quarterback that sucks. Like I said before the beginning of the season, I thought he would, and it's been proven right. Blake Bortles sucks. He's a turnover waiting to happen. So anybody who, who plays, the Jack, who, anybody who goes up against the Jacksonville, grab their defense and play them because you're guaranteed to get at least one or two turnovers and sacks from Jacksonville, Bortles, who sucks at quarterback. And I've said that before the season. And a lot of people did already. Listen to the hype of so-called experts that Blake Bortles was, was going to break out this season. And he went the exact opposite way. Now they're probably going to be looking for a quarterback. Probably Blake Bortles probably got the head coach fired at the end of the season. Now, they, they thought their offense was set. And I'm talking about Jacksonville. And let me rant on Jacksonville a little bit. They thought their offense was set. So they didn't really do that much to, to tweak the offense because their defense was so horrible last year. They spent the majority of their money and draft picks on the defensive side of the ball, which is fine because they, their defense really was uh, really bad, it, really one of the worst defenses in the league. 
and they proved they improved their defense substantially, substantially. And but now their offense is their weakness, not their defense. So they have to get the quarterback position straight. That's their weakness. They have very good wide receivers, but the quarterback play has has taken away from the, the, the strength that they had at one point. And that's with a lot of teams, but especially with Jacksonville. And it's, it's been obvious from the beginning of the season. And I, he's gotten fantasy points because he, 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 in the beginning of the season, up until halfway in the season, about eighth, ninth game, somewhere around there, the uh, modus operandi for Blake Bortles was this. Uh, Jacksonville would get behind um, with all kinds of mistakes that Blake Bortle would inflict on his, on his team in the first two quarters, in the third quarter, somewhere around there. And then Blake Bortles would come to life miraculously and throw the lights out of um, in, in the second half, rack up fantasy points, um, and make look like Blake Bortles was um, the next best thing in fantasy in the quarterback position, which in reality he wasn't. He was the next worst thing, not the next best thing. Denard Robinson is out. Alan Hearns is out. Julius Thomas was placed on IR. Chris Ivory is out. And uh, Jacksonville can't wait to be out this season. So don't play Blake Bortles. And because the quarterback play of um, uh, Blake Bortles don't play Allen Robinson. Now, I know a lot of people have played Allen Robinson. He has shown flashes. But you're playing in Minnesota. You can't, you're playing at Minnesota. I mean, excuse me, you're playing against Minnesota in Jacksonville. Now, I'll tell you, Jacksonville plays better defense. And if you listen to me over the years, I've always said, said this. Now, they always have some games that they don't. But for the most part, the majority of the time, Jacksonville plays their best defense when they're at home. And they play, I wouldn't say their worst defense, but they don't play as well when they're on the road. Minnesota's defense is a no-brainer. Like I said, if you're going against Blake, Blake Bortles, you play that defense that's going up against him because you're going to reap the rewards, plain and simple, because Blake Bortles sucks. Plain and simple. He sucks. Um, and Allen Robinson, in for whatever reason, is not a good play here. Now, I picked up Marcus Lee, and he's been playing better on more of a consistent basis than Allen Robinson. So if, if I was to play a wide receiver, which I'm not from this, from this team, would be Marcus Lee over Allen Robinson, believe it or not. On the other side of the ball, this is going to be one of the worst games because both these teams are not high-scoring teams and have difficulty moving the football and putting uh, points up on the board. Um, Sam Bradford falls into the same category as Ryan Tannehill. It sucks. The defense really helps uh, bail them out, creates turnovers. If you were to play somebody, because Jacksonville is third against the quarterback, 15th against the running back, fifth against the wide receiver, and fifth against the tight end position. Like I said, their defense is not that bad. In fact, it's pretty good. But Jacksonville's offense puts the defense in bad situations over and over and over and over again. 
Um, and if you're like most, like some people, because of the injuries that have happened over the, over the weeks in the running back position, especially, uh, you, you're relying on Matt Asiata, which I don't think that's a really good play. I really don't. Um, but I think he's going to be the featured back in this. And, uh, but I do like Adam Thielen, especially in PPR. I really like Adam Thielen because um, Sam Bradford seems like he throws to him a lot when he needs to be, get bailed out, especially on third down. And, and uh, I know Stephon Diggs managed eight catches against the Cowboys, but he only had 59 yards. And he's only had two monster games recently. But and otherwise he's he's been all over all over the place. And and if you've listened to me, I wasn't I haven't been a big Stephon Diggs. I was like him. Let me put it this way: Stephon Diggs is who we thought he was from last year, and he mirrored practically mirrored what he did last year to this year. Starts off strong, middle of the season he tapers off dramatically, and, and for the most part, maybe not this game, he has a decent. Um, second half of this season, but not this game. Uh, the, the quarterback play, plus the fact is the defense of Jacksonville is uh, pretty good, especially at home. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a big force in this game. Like I said, Adam Thielen, middle field, Kyle Rudolph and Alan, Alan, Adam Thielen are the two guys that Sam Bradford's going to be looking for because uh, uh, it's quick throws, um, that uh, Sam Bradford is, 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 is trying to do. He's not trying to throw the ball down the field as much as you would like, especially the, the Stephon Diggs fans. And all I, and all I see, um, people, is things getting mounted on my mantle over and over and over again. I don't know what the heck is going on. Trust me, things are going here. I, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Uh, people, uh, you you have no idea, no idea what I'm going through here. Game on the agenda. Played indoors. Weather conditions are not a factor. This is one of the games that is going to decide the division, and I'm looking for my team to show up. They're one and five on the road. They're going against a red-hot Andrew Luck. I'm talking about the Houston Texans going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Brock Osweiler, don't play him. Don't play him. His, his, his first and last initial in his first and last name signifies or typifies what he is, B-O. B-O. Okay, don't play. Play Lamar Miller because I love Lamar Miller in this game. Um, I, I, Indianapolis is is sucks on defense. They suck. They 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 suck on defense. They're thirtieth against the quarterback, twenty second against the running back, twenty second against the uh, wide receiver, and twenty fourth against a tight end. They do not defend any position well. So what am I saying to you? C.J. Fedorowicz is a must play here. DeAndre Hopkins, I know he's been inconsistent. I know he's been inconsistent. But this is a division game. The focus is going to be um, 
even even more intensified, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to benefit from that. Sleeper alert. Sleeper alert. Will Fuller, who has been um, um, injured for a greater part of this season, I think he gets what you want. 50, 50 to 60 yards, five catches, and a visit into the end zone. I told you. I'm telling you now that 22nd against the wide receiver position is what the Indianapolis Colts are. They suck on offense, defense, I should say. I think this is going to be a relatively high-scoring game. And, um, oh boy, here we go. You have no idea what I'm going through here. I'm trying to do a show, and I'm just – you have no idea. Houston's fifth against the quarterback, 19th against the running back, third against the wide receiver, fourth against the tight end. No J.J. Watt. Jadavian Clowney is supposed to be back in this game, hopefully. Because we need to get pressure on the quarterback to win this to win this matchup, and um, and that it, that's including Jadavian Clowney uh, and company. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, you play Andrew Luck, because um, Andrew Luck always balls out against the um, Houston Texans. Remember, Houston Texans is one and five on the road. You play Frank Gore. Uh, you play T. Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and even the Way Allen, who's been hot of late. Now, don't chase the points that he had last week against the. Uh, um, who did he play last week? Against the Jets. But um, Dwayne Allen, when healthy, is the catches the eye of um, Andrew Luck. All right, let's move on to the next game, which happens to be. Um, hold on, people. Let me get there. Cincinnati at Cleveland where Robert Griffin III uh, is coming back and making his uh, appearance. Uh, he, the last time he was there, it was the first game of the season where he got hurt. Now he's back. Uh, week seven, the Bengals played, uh, uh, played Cleveland at home and beat Cleveland 31-17. Bengals are 4-7-1. Uh, only one and five on the road. The Browns, do I need to tell you? Oh and six, oh and fourteen, oh and thirteen. This week, this week, yeah, oh and thirteen. They're winless. Let me put it that way. They're winless. They haven't won a game yet. Play Andy Dalton. Play Tyler Boyd. Play Brandon LaFell. Play Tyler uh, Eifert. And especially played, because I saved the best for last, Jeremy Hill. He had nine carries for 168 yards total and a touchdown against the uh, Cleveland Browns last time he played them. And you could probably play in PPR. Now, this is just in PPR. Rex Burkhead, because uh, he replaced uh, Giovanni Bernard as the change of pace back. 
And I suggest you, if you're searching for a running back, especially in PPR, Rex Burkhead is, is probably a good play for you. On the other side of the ball, Tyrell Pryor is, is uh, probably the most uh, positive play here, along with Isaiah Crowell. I like Isaiah Crowell in here. Cincinnati is 24th against the running back position, 24th against the quarterback, 4th against the wide receiver, and 32nd against the tight end. So my suggestion is Isaiah Crowell, Tyrell Pryor, or Tyrell Pryor, and Gary Barnage. That's the plays that I would use in off, off the Cleveland roster. Let's move on to the next game, which happens to be another one o'clock game, a division game, a important division game. Um, Chicago at Detroit. Eddie Royals not expected to play. Marquise Wilson is a game time decision. Uh, and if he doesn't play, then Josh Bellamy will fill in. Um, and also, he didn't play last week. Uh, but he should he should return to action this week, and that's uh, Marvin Jones. Um, and uh, on the Chicago side of the ball, use Jordan Howard. He had a monster game last week, but Detroit's been playing play, play, playing better defense, and they're playing at home. But you still use Jordan Howard. I like Jordan Howard in this game. Uh, Matt uh, Bartley is going to have to throw to somebody. Um, is it going to be Josh Bellamy? Is it going to be Marquise William? Um, they both had uh, limited practices, and both are questionable. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Meredith is still around. He would be a decent play. Um, not uh, Maybe a flex play wide receiver four or five, somewhere around there. There's really not too much on, on the Chicago side of the ball. Now, Chicago, not that bad a defense. Ninth against the quarterback. Excuse me. Second against the running back. Eighth against the tight end. And 23rd against the wide receiver position. And what do, does the uh, Detroit Lions do best? They throw the football. So I expect uh, Matthew Stafford to throw over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns in here. Um, I expect that you would play um, uh, Theo Riddick in this game. In PPR, especially in PPR, he's he's PPR gold. And the players, besides Matt Ryan, uh, Matt uh, Stafford, I absolutely love. And this is probably one of the better field goal kickers with a good schedule going throughout the playoffs is Matt Prater. Matt Prater. Yes. If you look at what he, who he's playing against, I think he only has one game outside. I think it's next week against the, against the giants. All his kicks are inside for the, for the fantasy playoffs. I like, um, Anquan boldness and golden Tate. play those guys in whatever slot you want. Um, Golden Tate is a, probably a good 
wide receiver two, three, somewhere around there. Anquan Bolden is definitely a better, a good uh, flex play. And he even got some eye uh, upside to be a, a wide receiver too, because he looks Matt Stafford looks for him in, in, in the uh, red zone. So, all right, let's move on to who do we have next? At San Francisco. The Jets at San Francisco. Wow. Um, play Matt Forte. Um, and uh, San Francisco is 25th, 32nd, 27th, and 12th against quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. They don't defend the uh, pet, the running game that well. So you play Matt Forte in this. You play here, – here, here's a – Here's one. You got Bryce Petty playing now, okay? I'm not telling you to play Bryce Petty. He's probably going to be looking for Quincy Anuwa and Brandon um, Marshall. Robbie Anderson had a team-high 12 targets last week. And this is Bryce Petty. So he's probably played quite a bit with Robbie Anderson. He's got a good feel for what Robbie Anderson can do. Um, Robbie Anderson could have had a really nice game last week if he learned to catch a football. So this is a play. If if you want to go this route, play Robbie Anderson. And what I would do is play him in your flex. He's going to get the targets. Um, And all you need is uh, all you need is uh, um, one big play, and you got some serious nice fantasy points. He had four catches with 61 yards, and it did have a touchdown. I'm telling you, Robbie Anderson is the sleeper here this week. Got a 60 seconds. We're going to run down the rest of these games regardless of where we go in, in regular time or an overtime. Stay with me, people, and, and we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get through this. All right. On the Jets, um, um, San Francisco side of the ball, you, you play Colin Kaepernick. Jets are absolutely horrible. And Colin Kaepernick is going to have a bounce-back game this week. They're playing at home, so the Jets go all the way over to the West Coast. Play Carlos High. The Jets, I know they have a good run defense, but I think the Jets have packed it in. I really do believe that. And I think if you pound the Jets enough and get up on them enough, they're going to give in, and it's going to be an easy day for the San Francisco 49ers. Carlos High is part of that um, pounding. So I like – I like Carlos Hyde, and I also like the tight end because the Jets are um, not too good against the the 15th against the quarterback, 18th against the running back, 25th against the wide receiver, and 21st against the um, tight end position. And we are in overtime. Play those guys that I said because I think Vance McDonald, Carlos Hyde, and Colin Kaepernick are going to be the guys from the San Francisco 49ers are going to give you some decent fantasy points. All right, let's move on to the next 4 o'clock game. And that would be New Orleans against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Division game. Um, this is, should be a shootout, in my opinion. Jameis Winston has been balling out of late. This is uh, Drew Brees, who doesn't normally play good on the road, but this is a division rival, and he wants to make amends for what happened last week where Drew Brees did not throw for a touchdown and broke his streak. So I like Drew Brees to throw for over 300 yards in this game um, and, 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 and a, and a uh, trio of touchdowns. 
I like Mark Ingram to be able to run decently in this game. I like Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas, if he's healthy. Uh, if not, then it's Willie Sneed uh, and Kobe Fleener. Reason being, Tampa Bay is 23rd against the quarterback, 20th against the running back, second against the, uh, I mean, excuse me, 14th against the wide receiver, and 16th against the tight end position. But they have been playing better. Understand that. I do like Jameis Winston in here, who's been holding his turnovers to a minimum. Played famous Jameis in here. Uh, if you have to play Doug Martin, play Doug Martin. I wouldn't suggest it, but <clears throat> he's the lead back. And um, But Jaquiz Rogers and Charles Sims are back. So who knows what's going to happen um, going forward in this Tampa Bay backfield. But no risk, no reward. Play Doug Martin. Mike Evans didn't show out too well last week. It's going to show out again big time in this week. So play Mike Evans without a doubt and Cameron Brayton, who's been balling out for the most part all season. And we move on to uh, the next game on, on the list. And that would be Atlanta at L.A. Now, some people say Todd Gurley is a good play here for the simple fact that Atlanta is so bad against the run. But um, L.A. half. Atlanta is 32nd against the run, 20, uh, 31st against the running back, 26th against the wide receiver, and 27th against the tight end. <clears throat> Risky play. I've set Ty Gurley on the bench for this, for this game. Even though it's supposed to be a good matchup, can't take that chance. <clears throat> now you regret it, but I can't take that chance. Uh, I would say Kenny Britt because Jared Goff likes throwing to Kenny Britt. And also, best friend for a young quarterback is a safe throw in the middle of the field. And that's Lance Kendricks. May not accumulate a lot of points, but he's going to be targeted by Jared Goff. And a sleeper in here would be Brian Quick of the defense's keyed on um, Kenny Britt. L.A. is 11th against the quarterback, 21st against the running back, 28th against the wide receiver, 7th against the tight end. They don't have a strong tight end in Atlanta, so that's out. Julio Jones, what do you play if you don't play Julio Jones? I play Taylor Gabriel because I think Julio, if he does play, is going to be a decoy, and he's not going to be that effective. I don't care if they shoot him up. He's got a painful injury, and he's not going to be as effective as he would if it was a completely healthy Julio Jones. Taylor Gabriel, he's in a Tyreek Hill um, skill set. Quick, short, and, and, and very fast wide receiver who's gotten into the end zone in numerous weeks, numerous consecutive weeks. Even though he failed to score for the first time since week eight, I like uh, Taylor Gabriel in here, along with um, Devontae Freeman. Quite naturally, you play Matt Ryan. That's, that, to me, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. All right, let's move on to the next 4 o'clock game. We've got a few of them here. 
Seattle at Green Bay. Last four o'clock game, 31 degrees with a 60% chance of snow. Russell Wilson, definite play here. Thomas Rawls, definite play here. Doug Baldwin, definite play here. Tyler Lockett, a flex at best. Um, I don't know if he can chase the points, and he's going to be effective against uh, Green Bay, whose defense has uh, really suffered um, because of the injuries they've had to their defensive backfield. To me, this this has a shootout all written all over it. Uh, even though defense, defense on and um, Seattle is very effective, um, and you also play Jimmy Graham. Um, they're playing at home in Green Bay, so Aaron Rodgers should be a good play here. Devontae Adams should also be a good play here, along with uh, uh, Jordy Nelson, who's been balling out. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um. So you play all these guys, you play, and uh, the backfield hasn't been as effective as they thought it would be, so they may revert back to Ty Montgomery. And if you're desperate for a running back, because you, be, you, you can use him, uh, and you think that you may have some upside against here, play Ty Montgomery, but that, that's a very high-risk, uh, high-reward um, in this game. All right, and the last, not the last game, but the, the Sunday night game. Um, I think this is going to be a very interesting game. This is the last time the Dallas Cowboys lost. They lost to the New York Giants. They're playing in New York this time. I play Dak Prescott. Some people say he's not a good play here. I say he is. Uh, Zeke, who's almost got the rookie of the year locked up, could be an MVP also. I say you play him. Uh, you play Cole Beasley in the flex, um, absolutely. And you also play Des Bryant and Jason Witten in here. I like all these guys. Uh, Eli Manning, I think he could. They, he he has to. He he always showed up playing Dallas, and I think he'll show up this today. Um, it's going to be cold out there, but I think Eli is going to get it done. Eli, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, all plays here for me. All right, let's move on to the last but not least um, game, um, Monday night game, Baltimore at Matt. There's some good games on this week, people. Very good games on this week. So this is what we're doing. I don't like Joe Flacco in this. Some people do. I don't. I like uh, uh, Steve Smith uh, in this game, and that's probably the only guy that I do like in this game is Steve Smith. Um. In the other side of the ball, you play Tom Brady. You sit Tom Brady, um, and, and he goes off. He's playing at home. And I know that Baltimore plays the Patriots with Tom Brady very well, but it's Tom Brady. It's, it's hard for someone to sit Tom Brady. Uh, Baltimore is number three against the running back position. You have to say you play for Garrett Blunt. He's been balling out. I think they're going to have to throw the ball, and that comes to my man, or one of my guys in there, Julian Edelman. The other guy would be uh, Malcolm Mitchell, who Tom Brady has fallen in love with. And with the absence of Martellus Bennett not playing that well, and Chris Amendola not being in the game at all, and Gronk being out, Malcolm Mitchell is going to get targeted early and often. So they're going to be looking for Edelman, 
and Mitchell. And I like both these guys in this game. All right, people, that's the end of this show. And uh, I got to go. There's things I got to do, people I got to see, and I can't do it sitting on here talking to you. Nothing against you, but I've laid it out in week 14, the first round of most people's fantasy playoffs. Hopefully you come back in week 15 with a win. And when you move on, losing you out. Plain and simple. Now, hopefully, after this week, it'll be like this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.